Do you experience every emotion, but don't know how to express it? Us either. Learn with us as we go. We love pink, learning too much about random things, and trying to make the world a better place. If we were pageant contestants, our answer really would be world peace. But first, we have to learn how to master our own inner peace. Join our journey as two best friends have simple girl talk. This is Spotlight with Alexis Kimsey and Katherine Merck. Hello! Hello. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. It's Alexis and Catherine. Woo! We are so Did excited to day? be back. <laughs> Did you know the other day someone asked me on Instagram if we were still friends? <laughs> that makes me so sad I could cry. I know. It's like, I know, guys, you're used to seeing each other every month. We are, too. It has now been since the week of July 4th since I've seen, uh, well, never mind, the week, two weeks after July 4th since I've seen Catherine. And, and it's really, really, it's very, we both are struggling with it. Uh, I know Catherine's been in a downward spiral of depression. My life, I just try to focus on work so I don't get depressed. Life's just been hard for us, y'all. It has been hard. I feel like that sounds, I don't know, it sounds really aggressive, but we both have just been <laughs> dealing. <laughs> we, we both have. I just like, thought we have. I would get it out there, you know. We're going to spend an hour talking to you guys about how hard life is. I was going to say, but full transparency, <laughs> like, I feel like you and I, Alexis, are the people that a lot of people see on social media and think that we're happy all the time. And listen, we try to be. We straight up try to be really happy all the time. It's who we are as people. But sometimes things are just hard and things happen that are out of our control. And sometimes they all happen at the same time. And so that's kind of what, where we are right now. And we're dealing with it and I will just do a shameless plug for the power of friendship because Alexis and I are always there for each other, but it's super, super helpful to have someone who knows you well enough to be like, no, no, I know you're saying that you're doing really like, okay, but you're not. So just talk to me about it because that's who I am as a person. I just kind of shut down when I am struggling through things and it, it really helps to talk about it and share with the people who love you. That literally, yeah, sums it up. Catherine just goes into a little bubble and disappears, you guys. And so I annoy her into submission until she finally talks about it. And then she talks about it. And life's good. Yes. And that is true friendship, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't let her pout. I let her pout for like how long, Catherine? I gave you like a month this time. That was a long time for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really long time because normally it's like three days. I'm like, I right. just because I need people to do that to me. So I'm like, maybe that's my like real friendship to me is when you could tell your friends, hey, like if Catherine doesn't like something I'm doing or if she doesn't like the way I'm being, she can be like, listen, you're not being the best version of yourself. And to me, honestly, that's pretty healthy because that's how life's supposed to be. It is, but that normally turns out with the way that I am as a person, with me being like, you better recognize how great you are, Alexis. You better step out of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And doing a whole pep talk, and it's hilarious. <laughs> Literally. 
But you know what, guys? We're here. We took a summer hiatus just because we need that. Catherine's been busy in court. I've been busy with work and my husband, a kid, and starting a new company. There's just been so much going on. And so, yeah, we're back. And today we're going to have some fun and just start it out lighthearted. Absolutely. Yes, there really are. There are so many exciting and positive things that have happened in our lives. And so, yeah, we're very excited about that. There's big stuff coming. So proud of Alexis. And like she said, my mom always jokes. I can't just say I'm in court because sometimes people don't know I'm a lawyer. But yes, (laughs) I've been in court all the time. (laughs) I said that lawyers this morning. They're like, Alexis. Alexis, your friend might need help. I'm like, no, she's an attorney. Like, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, my my mom said I need to clarify that. Same thing with when I have bred horses. I'll be like, so my baby? And my mom is like, no, Catherine, your horse is baby. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. Yeah. You know, just a, a classic Beth clarification for you there. I miss her. I know. Okay, she's anyways. the best. Okay. She is the yeah. best. Okay. As if we didn't see our sidetrack coming. Sure. I absolutely feel like I should start with this question. So we have a list of questions and we're going to go back and forth. We're both going to answer. But to start off, one of the best awesome questions, good segue of all the things in your life, what are you most grateful for? Okay. First, we should tell them too, though, that these questions are based off of a questionnaire that you're supposed to do when you invite people to your house, kind of to get to know them. And so, yeah, this is what we're going to do with each other. So, um, of all the things in my life, I mean, I think, you know, the answer to this, I'm going to say my family, I mean, Sage and Steel, they're my whole reason for being. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say, I could have answered that for you, but I, I totally agree. And For those of you that know us well, you know that Sage, Alexis, and Steele are part of my family, too. Um, So, so yeah, my my family is just so important. And when times are hard, that always just makes things a little bit better. So, okay, are we straight altering or alternating? Like, are you you asking the next one? Okay, perfect. Yep. Okay. What do you appreciate the most about our friendship? I honestly think we we started down this road already (laughs) and a big part of it is just we are incredibly authentically honest with each other and it's really special because we have we've joked about this so many times that we are we're like twin flames like Sage says he's never seen somebody who thinks and feels like you to the extent that I do And it's really unique because I think we think and we feel very similarly, but we also, we're always pushing each other and helping each other be the best versions of ourselves. And I think that's what really makes our friendship special. Not just that like we love each other, we're similar, all of that, but that we are truly committed to the other person's well-being And I appreciate that so incredibly much because I know if you tell me something, it is from your heart and it's putting me first and I absolutely feel the same way. So that's what I appreciate the most. I agree with that. That's literally probably what I would say too. I do also appreciate that you're so intelligent. Like, I think that's something that's such a great quality that in today's day and age, we don't really highlight very often, but it's one of the things I love the most about my husband. And it's one of the things I love the most about you is that you guys are very intelligent people and it makes me want to learn and educate myself more too. 
Well, I was going to say, I could say the same thing about you. So I love that. <laughs> we, we also have a mutual admiration society. So <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when you can't sleep at night, what are you usually thinking about? God, I already know the answer to this. <laughs> I was going to say, where do we start? <laughs> because I am, my mom likes to joke that her side of the family, the women have a worry gene and it is so me. And I try not to be worrying, but, and I try to like faith over fear and pray, but I just, I worry about missing things or messing up or not showing up. I have been so worried. There's been a lot happening with my horses lately. I have just been like going in circles about them in my mind and their health. But I definitely, I was just say with court, because I am on my own practicing, I definitely sometimes think like, wait, do I have to be at court tomorrow morning? And then I have to check it and then I can check it off. So that's a short lived worry. But I generally, I just, I don't know. It's it's kind of almost like a FOMO worry when I can't sleep at night. Yeah, I could see that. You do have a lot of anxiety, though, that keeps you up. Yeah, I just, I want to do everything and be everything and excel at everything. And that's something that I feel like I, I constantly am struggling with, not feeling like I'm meeting these incredibly high expectations I set for myself in every area of my life. So that's, that's kind of where I go. That got really deep. What do you think about at night? Oh man. Mine's along the same lines. I feel like I just, I'm surrounded by so many people that are such high achievers that I never want to be complacent with life. And so lately it's been the brand that we're launching. That's been on my mind a lot. I really want it to be successful because I really, really want it to help people. And I know that sounds like so out there, but I just, when I started this, our company, I really wanted it to be something that people could afford and get their hands on easily and something that could help their health journey kind of go in the right direction of clean products. And so for me right now, I'm just every night I'm praying, please God help one woman, help one man. If it could just help, like that's what what keeps me up right now is I really want to help people and I want to be a good mom. I want to be a good wife. I want my husband to be proud of me and I want my son to look back and be like, my mom gave me her all and she was always there for me. And like right now I'm so regulated with my time. I'm trying to get up go work out, come back, work, work on ads, go and work on save since. And then I try to play with steel. I always try to be present for nap time. Like I'm, I'm just trying to be a lot of things for a lot of people. And so I think what keeps me up the most is I just want to be excellent. I don't want to shortcut myself because I know I'm capable of more than I give myself credit for. Absolutely. And that does remind me that in college at one point, they there was a sign somewhere. I can't remember if it was in our hall, if it was in a classroom, but it was reminding us that being being nervous and having a little bit of worry over exams doesn't mean that you're not prepared. It means that you care. And that's what yeah. I feel like is the common thread underlying what keeps both of us up at night is we yeah. care so much about doing our best and being positive influences on those around us and making a positive impact that it, it's hard. That's what we think about. It is. So deeply compassionate people. 
So, Catherine, I got to ask the next question because it kind of pertains to you more than me. Do you want kids? Yes, obviously, because steel is the light of my life. And we have a, have a running joke that my sweet angel godson, I'll always be like, yes, well, my first baby, my god baby. <laughs> Literally. But yes, I have always wanted kids. I've always, since I was a little girl, I have felt deep in my heart that I wanted to be a mom. It sounds a little silly, but that is one of the first things I remember being really sure of when I was really young. So I have always wanted kids. I absolutely love my sweet god baby but have to give him i don't know what they would be god siblings on top of his own real siblings to play with and cause mischief with that's true and i don't feel like that's silly i feel like today it's kind of funny how women we are ashamed to say hey we want to be wives we want to be mothers i think that's so powerful because here's the thing no one can give birth but women I'll just throw that out there right now. Like it's a powerful thing to be able to contribute and be able to do that. And for women that are struggling with fertility, my heart just physically aches for you because I've been there at that point. And so I just, I think it's a powerful thing. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a wife and a mom. Absolutely. And, you know, our faith is something that we talk about too, Alexis. And that's something that's important to me is the, the role of women, not just in humanity, but in the church with the, we are sacred in that we bring life into the world. And I think that's something really important that we need to remember to celebrate and focus on. You're right. We are the, we are the, the giver, the giver of life in this situation. And that's a really important, holy occupation. Amen. So the next question for you, do you want kids? I mean, not do you want kids? Jeez, Catherine, if you already have kids, which we do. Uh, what's your favorite aspect of parenthood? By we, I mean Alexis and Sage. We all know what I mean. <laughs> and what is your least favorite aspect of parenthood? Oh, man. So I would say my favorite is watching him develop his personality. And the last two months, he is just, he's so funny. Like every day, I just find myself smiling at him or laughing at him. Because he has this thing where every night before bed, he goes, mm. And that means he wants a kiss. So he'll kiss me and then kiss Sage, kiss me, kiss Sage. And he'll do it for like 20 minutes straight. And we made a deal that anytime he does that noise, we're always one of us is going to run across the house and give him a kiss. And so right now his emotions are really developing his personality. And it's been, oh, it's so sweet. I love it so much. And then uh, my least favorite is I would say probably the mom guilt. I have a lot of that. I feel like I'm not doing enough a lot of times. And I feel like a lot of us struggle with that. And it's so hard. Okay, if you could live in any decade, which one would you choose? This is going to be the most Catherine answer of all time. Are we talking only in the 1900s or can we extrapolate outside of that? You can go anytime you want. Because if we can go outside of that, I, I love, I absolutely love the late medieval early reformation period (laughs) that's what i wrote my thesis on i would just think it would be the most incredible opportunity to actually witness and see some of that and that time of incredible change i also definitely i i would love the very early 1900s specifically like the 20s and the 20s yes they're glamorous all of that but there was so much 
political and social change happening on so many levels. And my favorite president became chief justice of the Supreme Court in the 20s. (laughs) And so it was really an important time for the legal. It sounds so odd when you say it, but truly the early 1900s and the 1920s were an incredibly formative time in constitutional interpretation in the U.S., and that has really dramatically impacted the last you know, few years with COVID, with, with all of that. And so I would love to be part of that where that was a lot more accessible and formative. Okay. So that is such a Catherine answer. I, I told you we were, we were going to go deep on that. But Alexis, what decade would you choose? I was actually going to say the 20s too, but I wouldn't want to roll into like the 40s of the Depression era. I really like the 20s for one. It's one of my favorite books is based in the 20s, The Great Gatsby. And then also um, I would say the 50s because I love the style. I love how chic it is. Um, I kind of, I don't like the 70s, but sometimes I like the 70s style. I think I'm definitely a 50s girl though. And that's just traditionally because I loved how women were in the world. And I know that there's a lot of things women couldn't do. So don't come for me. But I do like the role of, like, being the housewife, and I love being the active mom and stuff. Um, It's kind of conflicting, because there are a lot of things I don't agree with from that period, but there are a lot of things that I think that we need in society today, if that makes sense. It was truly the height of my favorite actor and actress, Grace Kelly and Bing Crosby. I know. So I would totally agree with that. One of the other things that I think is really amazing and it's interesting to me to think about how recently some of this happened in our history is the fifties is when the polio vaccine became successful and accessible and the polio epidemic was terrible in our country. So yeah, I, I love the fifties. I think that's a great answer too. Exactly. So yeah. Okay. I get to ask what is your favorite memory of our friendship as a whole? Oh, as a whole, that's hard. Ooh, as a whole. I don't know. I think we've got to do a lot of cool things together, but I think I like the moments that aren't Instagram worthy the most, if that makes sense. For me, like dancing in the kitchen with steel to Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears is so fun. Or like us making like dinner together in my kitchen or us just sitting on the couch watching gossip girl all day because we have, we can, I think those are the times that are like my favorite just because we get to simply just be there and be present and not have to put on a facade. We're just who we are. If that makes sense. I totally agree. And one, one of my favorites and I'll be honest, it kind of rolls into the next one because it's also favorite memory of our friendship in the last year and I, I can totally pick two. There are so many great ones to pick from. But I actually thought about this just the other day. When we were in Vegas this last year, I got the news that my grandpa and my papa passed away. And I was with Sage and Alexis, and we were about to leave to go to, I think, I can't remember what round it even was, of the National Finals Rodeo. And we had a car coming to pick us up. And I just kind of quietly told them what had happened. And they both were like, well, I don't know. Do you really want to go to the rodeo? And I said, yeah, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go. And one of my favorite moments was just the absolute sweetness and goodness of 
your hearts and the the love that you both have for me and Sage by extension of you in that in the car literally you made sure I was sitting between the two of you and you just made sure that I had such a good night and that I was loved and that there was zero expectations of me to either pretend to be happy or to share my feelings or anything and it just it is the epitome to me of exactly what you were saying that we don't have to put on any airs or try around each other and that was so special because that's a that's a difficult time and you just were there and with zero expectations and just solid love and that meant so much and you continuing to be that person to me still means so much to me I love you I love you but we have so much fun together too we do we have so much fun together (laughs) yeah no joke we always oh and I feel like anytime we're not having fun, we can give each other the look like this is miserable. <laughs> and we both like commemorate in it and we both know what the other one's thinking. We're like, okay, let's try and make it fun for each other. We absolutely do. And we have like full-fledged, fun, giggling like we're 12 years old sessions whenever we're together. And we just look at each other and we do the silliest things. And I don't think they mean anything to anyone else, but we just live our best lives. <laughs> literally I think that would be mine too like is the next question was like about the friendship in the past year memory I have so much fun like when I think about this past year a lot of my favorite memories are in Hayden and so I think about like going to your parents house for dinner and like just sitting there for hours and talking and your mom playing with steel like those are some of my favorite memories of our friendship too like because it doesn't matter if it was fourth of July or if it was in the winter like it's almost like they take me in and steal and sage in as like their kids. And so that's always super fun to me too. Like I just, I have so much fun, like seeing you in your comfort zone, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I love that. Okay. I don't know whose turn it is to ask, but this is a big question. That's going to require some thought. Oh, okay. Do you have any regrets and what are they? Oh, Man, I'm, you're going to have to think on this, too. Any regrets? Hmm. I have one. And I don't know if it's necessarily a regret, per se. Um, Because I... Okay, so I did move off and live in New York for a while. But um, when Sage and I first started dating, I moved back to my hometown after college. And I've stayed here. And I don't say it's a regret because I love where I live. I love our home. I love that I'm close to my family. And I've had a lot of memories here with our starting our family. But I do wish that kind of we would have moved off to somewhere that we weren't comfortable with and had that challenge together. But then I think about it and I'm like, Alexis, do you really want that? Because your husband's gone six months out of the year. And so it's been nice to have my family close. Like my mom got to go to my appointments with me when – I was going to the hospital to check on steel in my stomach. And, like, there's been so many things that, like, I'm grateful they've been here. Like, the week that we had steel, my parents had to come and help me take care of him. Like, I couldn't have done all that by myself. So, like, I wouldn't say – I don't know if it's a regret. It is just, like, I wish I would have tried something a little different. Does that make sense? 
absolutely. And mine really is along those same lines because I wish that I had been able to see the situations I've been in where I wasn't appreciated. And I wish I would have been able to see that sooner and not spent as much time on them. And I agree. I'm I'm not sure it's a hundred percent a regret because I really feel like I've learned from those experiences, but I think both I think both of ours though are informative of who we are moving forward and really focusing on okay, if that's something that I look back and I somewhat regret, how can I take that and adapt that to move forward? And yep. That's definitely what I am trying to do. I feel like I have I mean, Alexis knows all the details of all of this, but I I definitely am such a people pleaser that I have been in situations where I am not appreciated for who I am and what I bring to the table. And I wish I could have seen that a little sooner and moved forward with my life positively sooner than I have. Yeah, I agree. Mine's the same thing too. And I wish, I don't know if I can say this because it all worked out, but I wish I would have said yes to Sage when he asked me to prom because I think that we would have been together now for 15 years rather than nine almost. So more time with him would have been great, but I know he was a different person then. And I know that we both had to kind of grow up. I was going to say you both had to grow up, but (laughs) one one of you had to do a little more growing up than the other. Not gonna say any names, Sage Kimsey. <laughs> Love you, Sage. <laughs> Love you, yeah, but no, for sure. So I don't know if it's a grit or not. Yeah. Okay. What is the best gift you've ever received? So I was really thinking instantly about all the fun things I've been given over the years, but truly I have two. I have told my parents these over and over. The two best things they have done for me, best gifts I have received in my life. Our number one, Snoopy, my childhood horse that they made possible for me because he was the one that started it, made my dreams come true, put me on the path I am on now. And the other that I always tell them is the opportunity and experience to get to go to Notre Dame because those two things have truly shaped who I am and will continue to shape me for the rest of my life. So mom and dad, you're the best. Love you lots. (laughs) I love that. I think mine would be my voice. It's opened so many doors for me. And so I think that that's like the best gift. I mean, I could think of other things, you know, like I love the diamond Sage has given me. But like if I didn't have my voice, I wouldn't have him. I wouldn't have had my career. I wouldn't. I don't know. I just think that my voice is just the one thing God gave me that I truly believe like this is your gift. This is my talent I'm giving you. And it's the ability to talk to anyone, the ability to talk about anything and the the ability to really tell people stories. I think that that's been probably my best gift. And my other gift is probably my compassion, I would say, because I think that's opened a lot of doors too. I love it. I love that you went with God-given gifts too. I think that's so beautiful. And I totally agree. I think those are such amazing things about you. Thanks, friend. Speaking of compassion, Alexis, what is your love language? (laughs) 
Oh, man. I have taken this test so many times, and it's funny how it changes through the years. It does, like, doesn't it? I know it? that Sage's, it does. Sage's is acts of service. So I always try, you know, like the other day when all his team got done with the thing, I went and got them all pizza because I knew it was something that he loved, and it was just something I knew that would make him happy, or washing his jersey and folding him for it. Like, I just know little things that, like, acts of service mean a lot to my husband. And for me, oh, I don't know what my my love languages are. I I mean, at one point it was quality time. Um, I think it's always words of affirmation because I do deal with a little bit of insecurity. I think quality time and words of affirmation are probably my top two. What about you? Mine are very much words of affirmation and physical touch. Yeah. And I totally agree. Words of affirmation. But it's so interesting because I do think they change. And I also think that, yes, they can, some of them could be more dominant, but we really should be focusing on all of them, right? We should be focusing on how we can show our love through all of them, how, how we accept love the best. And I think as we go through different periods of our life and yeah, maybe ups and downs and confidence, anything, it, it changes, but that's. Mm -hmm. The, the physical touch always makes me laugh because like when I was a little girl and I was sad, my mom just had to hug me. And that's part of why I love I love my animals so much is because that that physical touch and being able to just kind of hug my animals has always been so important to me. And, you know, I have the world's most loving, cuddly little dog. So, yeah, you guys both are like need touch. <laughs> love me. Well, that's. That's the next question, though. When you're upset, how do you typically like to be comforted? Listen, my dog is probably the number one comforting thing. That sounds so funny, but he is so sensitive and so intuitive. I don't like I don't like someone trying to just fix it. Yeah, that when me I'm nuts up to I'm like, let me be sad for a minute. <laughs> right. Let me have my moment and then we can move forward to the positive progression. But I feel like both of us feel like if you're just going straight for the fix it, you're not allowing our feelings to be valid. So I, I yeah. like to just be able to have the moment of comfort. I, I do like like a hug. I mean, the physical touch comes in strong here. And the other thing that really bugs me is when people just say, it's okay. Because clearly it's not okay. Oh, I just don't feel like they're really acknowledging your feelings if they're just like, okay, well, this is how we can make it better. Like, let's look forward. I'm like, can I just live in the moment for one second? Like, my husband's really good at being like, okay, let's talk about how you feel. And then he'll give me a moment and he'll be like, well, why do you feel that way? And he'll ask these questions. They're like, what can I do to make it better? And then he won't be the guy that's like, okay, well, you just need to turn your positivity on. It's like, that's one thing I admire about him. I'm sure he was like that when we first started dating. But I think he knows, like, I'm a really emotional person. So he's like, okay. So he's pretty good at, like, the comforting. So are you. So I think, yeah, I agree with that. But for me, mine's, like, cuddling. <laughs> I know that sounds so weird. Like, if I've had a bad day or something, I just want to be in my bed with the air turned down low, lots of blankets, and to be held. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some candles, some Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we are on I the same page. Be I just want to be cuddled, and I think that that fixes everything. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you get to start with this one. We're getting even deeper. Is What was the hardest oh. moment of your life? 
I'm going to say the last year has been the hardest moment. It's not just been a moment. I feel like I couldn't catch a break and I have prayed so much. I lost my faith for a little bit just because I didn't understand why God kept throwing the punches. And then I realized it wasn't God. (laughs) It's just life and life's really hard. And I think God is there for comfort during hard times. I don't think he necessarily gives you the hard times, if that makes sense. And so um, I'm going to say the last year, it's been really hard not seeing my mom heal completely. That part's been horrible and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Um, It's been really hard for me not to heal completely and to go to so many doctors, but um, it's been hard to see my husband hurting. But through all of it, like the greatest thing is my son's healthy and that's the most I could ask for and he's happy. And so, yeah, I just feel like I can't dwell on those things because they've made me stronger and I've actually become a better person because of them. So what about you? What was the hardest moment in your life? I I think it's interesting. Again, we are very similar in that the hardest moments come down to the moments when we have felt like we've lost our faith. And I can really say that pretty much two years ago when I was the sickest and I was in and out of doctors nonstop and they couldn't figure out how to get me to get off oxygen. I was on 13 medicines a day. That's when I I really did have a crisis of faith. And again, it, it demonstrates how incredibly important faith is to us and how, yes, I totally agree. God does not give us the hard times. He helps us through them. He's there for our comfort. And that just really, I did not understand what my my purpose was, what I was pushing forward for in those moments where I didn't have my faith and felt like I have worked so hard for so many things and something like this is taking it all away from me. And that was, yeah, that was incredibly difficult. And I am so grateful for my mom because she really when I was not strong in my faith, had faith for both of us and was really a a strong sounding board for me through that, where I just felt so isolated and lonely and like people just didn't understand. And I also didn't really want to let anybody in or share with people what was going on. And it was yeah, glad, glad that's behind me. And yeah, life is, life is hard. And sometimes it just doesn't get easy. And that's one of the things that I think I struggle with is feeling like, okay, but I've, I've dealt with so much lately. Can't it just be easy now? Just for a little bit. Yeah. And (laughs) I think an adult, it's like, sorry. (laughs) Right. And I don't feel like the world or anyone prepares us for this. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, when do you feel the most fulfilled? That is a tough one. I I definitely feel like my my purpose in life is to help people. I 100% feel it's to help people. And so I feel fulfilled when I feel that I really am using my God-given talents to help other people. Whether it's just being a positive influence to, I really have felt super, super fulfilled over this past year with what I've done with being an agent for bull riders and the PBR is I've really felt like I've been able to use my gifts to help people 
And I feel really fulfilled when I have the opportunity to help people when I'm representing them as a lawyer or if I'm helping girls who want to be rodeo queens or people who want to be a lawyer, anything like that. I feel so fulfilled when I feel like I have made a difference in one person's life. And it doesn't matter if it necessarily, if they say, oh, I'm so grateful for you. That's not what fulfills me. What fulfills me is feeling like I am truly using my God-given talents and fulfilling my purpose of helping other people. I agree. I think mine's along those lines, too. I really do like helping people. And I, I don't know. I feel fulfilled doing, like, I don't know. I really do. I know this sounds so, like, repetitive, but I really do feel so much fulfillment when I'm a good mom and wife. Like, I really do love cooking dinner for my boys. I love doing bath time at night with Steel. I love talking to my husband about what boy's getting on. Like, little things like that. I like making other people feel important. And that's kind of when I feel, like, filled up. So, yeah. I agree with that. Absolutely. Okay. Who do you feel the most inspired by? I'm going to say every day my husband, probably. He's the hardest worker he does everything for us like everything comes back to being a good husband and father for us and providing for us and really being present for us and I know that even when he's exhausted like he makes an effort to try to be there for me but lately someone that's been really inspiring to me is Tiffany Davis Jerome Davis's wife I've got to spend a lot of time with her through the Carolina Cowboys and her faith and what that family's been through and yet how they behave and how they act and carry themselves it's all like it, may, it leaves me awestruck because I'm just like if you don't know, Jerome Davis was in a bull riding accident, was paralyzed. Tiffany and him were just dating at the time. She was young, like in her early 20s. She ended up marrying him um, and she has helped so many people along the way. And for me, it's just I just literally every time I'm around her, I want to be better. And people like that are hard to come by. And so I'm going to say her. I'm going to say Tiffany has been lately who I've been really inspired by because she works her butt off. And her, the basis of everything she is, is to give back. And I just think that's really cool. So her She's and incredible. What about Absolutely. You? Yeah. <coughs> I, I think the biggest person that inspires me is probably my mom every day. And I know you yeah. can see that because you know my mom, but it, it really is incredible. She and I were just talking about this the other day in that, the older I get, the more inspirational she is to me because of what she did, how incredibly successful she was with her life, and that she always showed up for me. There's not one time in my childhood where I wanted her to be there and she wasn't. And she managed to make it seem so easy that she was this incredible wife and mother while also being an incredible professional working so hard, building an incredible business with my dad. And not only that, but I told her I'm, I'm really amazed now as an adult, again, that kind of before it was cool, she and my dad really created like, this is how life is going to work for us. We're going to be able to prioritize what we want to prioritize while working incredibly hard. But mom kind of crafted through incredible hard work, a life that worked for her and her priorities with her family. And that is just 
the older I get, the more consistently I am inspired by how how she raised us, how hard she worked. And she just continues to be, you know, my my favorite person to talk to about life and challenges and how to handle them. And she's so inspirational. So she's probably who I feel the most inspired by. I mean, I have taken a lot of inspiration from your mom, too, because, yeah, it's really hard to not let work be your only priority and to like make sure you're consistent for your family and that's something that your mom just does so well and efforts like she does it so effortlessly like I don't know how to explain it it's just she just like floats I don't know how to explain Beth Beth is just like a mythical creature to me (laughs) she she is an exceptional person Marcus described her last night to me as like a top one percenter he's like she's in the top one percent of everything she does and so she looks at the world through that view and I thought that's a really good way to describe her. I hadn't thought of describing it that way, but it's so true. She's in the top 1% of everything she does. And it's not just because she's incredibly talented, because she totally is, but she works so hard. If she's not naturally super good at something, she works so hard to be super good at it. And I just love that. And I think that's so inspirational. I agree. Agreed. Okay, so uh, I get to ask, right? I guess. Maybe? I, I don't know. I kind of got lost. I think we got lost in that one. Okay, go ahead. We did too, but yeah. If you had a day where you could do absolutely anything you wanted, what would you do? Oh, man. Anything I wanted. Well, it'd be uh, summertime. No, because I'm really not a summer person. I'm more of a winter girl. It would be... I would love to live in Hayden part-time and like my absolute day would be waking up, making breakfast for my family while we on the back porch where we can overlook the lake um, and having like a full day on the lake with my kids and my husband, whether that be like on the boat and then that night having people over and everybody coming together. So I would say like, I don't know, a dream day, absolutely anything I wanted. It wouldn't involve shopping. It wouldn't involve anything like that. It would be just a day where we could just relax and not have to think about anything but each other. I totally agree. I will just be the person who comes over for dinner that night. And then that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. You'll be with us from breakfast on. I know you. (laughs) Let's be a little more realistic here. That's true. Uh, I totally agree Uh, though. It's, it's a quality time and that's what really matters to me. And that made me think of all, all I really told my family I wanted to do for my birthday this year was to spend time together. I think we ended up, you know, my, my brother and his wife came and had lunch with us. And then I wanted to water ski. And part of why I wanted to water ski is because that's something we've always done together as a family since I was a kid. And just getting to spend time together, we went golfing we swam we went to lunch and then we had dinner together and that's just that's my favorite where you don't have the pressure either you don't you're not thinking of all the things you need to be doing you're just fully present and engaged with the people you love in the moment I think that's why I love Christmas time because like no one's expecting you to do a lot does that make sense like I of course make the dinner and stuff uh since my mom's stroke she can't really do that anymore so like last year I made dinner and did all that, but 
I do love like Christmas time because no one's worried about the hustle bustle. It's just about being together. And I love that. Like any holiday, really. Totally agree. And I can't wait till we start podcasting closer to Christmas because Alexis and I are about the most Christmassy people you could imagine. Literally. And I will tell you, it is. I got I, a Christmas tree already to come to Vegas with me. And it's a Fisher Price one where Steel can decorate his tree at the NFR so he doesn't miss any Christmas. I can't wait. Also, we'll get into this later, but Steele's going to start celebrating St. Nicholas Day, too, which is a tradition we've Whoop. done in my family. And I can't wait. But, okay. Is it my turn or your turn to I love ask? It. My we turn. Get, my turn. We, okay. we get what so are, excited. <laughs> I know. What are some things you still want to accomplish in your life? I feel like there are so many. There are so many things I want to accomplish in my life. You know, we touched on this earlier, but it is really important to me. I, I have always wanted to have a family. I mean, getting getting married and starting a family is something that's really important to to me. That's probably the biggest thing that I want to accomplish. I... Like I said, so many, so many big things, I guess. I, I want to accomplish more, you know, within my career where I'm continually helping people. Something that it was actually kind of funny. I brought this up to you, Alexis, the other day. And you're like, I haven't heard you talk about that in a long time. Being back in court is good for you. But I have wanted to for a long time since I was in law school, uh, become a judge and timeline wise, I really think I kind of wanted wait until I have, when I have a family, my kids are older so that when I have younger kids, I can be really, really present in my life. But I just think that's something where, again, going back to my God-given talents and abilities, I think that's something that I am very particularly suited for and is one of my callings. And so I, I really want to eventually, who knows, 15, 20, 30 years, something around those lines, be a judge and have that opportunity to serve my community through sitting on the bench. So that's, that's a really big one for me. What about you? Oh man. I really hope that saved sense takes off. That's something that I really hope does well in a lot of people. And it has been a labor of love. I mean, I made my first candle at home two years ago. So, and I just, so yeah, it's been a labor of love. It's been something that I really, really want to take off. I pray that, you know, down the road, it's doing well enough where I can bring in a lot of people, maybe help women come in that have been in domestic abuse situations and give them jobs, single mothers, people like that, that I really can give back to. And that's like, that right now is like my whole priority. A lot of people are like, you need to get back to journalism and don't get me wrong. I love journalism. I love talking to people, but I don't feel like. Right now, there's an avenue or an opportunity that's going to really allow me to be a mom and do that at the same time. So I'm okay with putting my stuff that I love on hold and focusing on things that allow me to be more present with my family. I love that. Absolutely. What and I love how a lot of these questions truly are segues. What do you want people to know about you? Oh, Okay, here's one thing that's always bothered me about myself, and I can't stop it, and I have tried so hard. I've even talked to a therapist about this, is when people are talking about themselves, like, 
I accidentally every time bring up a story about myself or my past or something like that to kind of, I do it as a way to connect with people, but I feel like sometimes it comes off as a way to brag. And I hate that quality about myself. Like I try really hard to engage with people. I really do care about what they're saying, but I'm so guilty of like, like say for instance, you're like, I'm having a bad day. And I'm like, well, I've been there. I get it. I've had a bad day too. And I like, I try to do that as a way to show you that I'm connecting with you, but sometimes it comes off as a way of, I just, I have a lot of anxiety about that. I just did an interview for a podcast and I texted the girl the next day and was like, I hope I didn't sound too braggy because I am not, I'm always the one interviewing people. So it's never the other way around. So when I'm just having a normal conversation with someone, I bring up stuff and I'm like, why would I bring that up? And then I go to bed and I think about it for hours. So maybe that was answered the other question too. So I just want people to know I'm not obnoxious. I'm not I'm not an arrogant person. Actually, I probably could use more confidence. <laughs> so everything you see and you're like, oh, that girl's got it all. She's confident. A lot of times I struggle with that. So I think that's something I want people to see is um, I show a lot of grace to others, but I'm pretty hard on myself. So what about you? I absolutely agree with what you just said about yourself, too. I think that's a, a great point. And because I always see that from you is just relating to people in a conversation. So I don't see anything wrong with that, but I know you and I know your okay, motivations. That's... So that's probably part I know, of it. I just feel so bad. I feel so bad. I hate that quality about myself. Okay, go ahead. What do you want people to know about you? I think part of it, and people who know me well really know that I am really, really strong. I don't back down. And I think a lot of people see see how kind I am and the way I treat people and think that they can walk all over me. And I just, oh, I guess I, I would look. I want people to know how truly strong I am. I think it takes a lot of strength to be kind. And I've shown a lot of grace and kindness to people who have treated me very poorly. And it's not from a place of weakness. It's from a place of strength where I am actively choosing to be a bigger person and be a better person when somebody is being immature and unkind. And I think... Yeah. I, I think the reason I want people to know that is because I think it's empowering to allow other people to potentially make the same choice because it doesn't, it doesn't help anything to get caught up in the mud. Right. But kindness really does come from a place of strength and not a place of weakness. Yeah. I agree with that. I think that my dad always says that, um, kindness is not weakness. And I think that's something that we both Where Sometimes I wish I was a little bit stronger. You are strong. And I, I always say, Catherine, get your lawyer voice out. <laughs> yes. Like if Catherine <laughs> can handle the world like she does as a lawyer, no one would mess with her. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what do you consider to be your most embarrassing moment? So I saw this one coming and it's so hard for me because I really don't, I don't get embarrassed. I just don't. Same. And I've really been trying to think because I have experienced and done so many things that are so funny and <laughs> would be so embarrassing to so many people, but I just really don't get, I don't get embarrassed for myself. I get embarrassed and like my face gets hot and weird when I'm watching a movie and someone in the movie is embarrassed or in a book when you see it coming that somebody's about to do something stupid. And so I don't know. I've really been trying to think about this. 
and I haven't come up with anything good. I'm sure there's something really funny. Me either. <laughs> but my husband could probably name a hundred of them, but True. I don't really have any. I know. It's I don't know. I feel like you and I both just don't really get embarrassed. So that's kind of a tough question for us. Like I'll usually just text you and be like, guess what stupid thing I did today? And then you're like, ha, ha, that's funny, but you never say that's so dumb or that's so embarrassing. So I just I feel like we can skip that question next. Yeah, it's part of the human existence to mess up. It's not embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, the next one. Okay. What do you consider to be your top coping mechanism? Sleeping. <laughs> like, I know that sounds so weird. No, it like doesn't. Like when... When I'm like, someone's made me mad or something's happened, what do I do? I go straight to bed and take a nap because I'm like, if I wake up and I'm still mad, it's important. But um, recently I've been trying to do the tapping method, trying to see if that'll help calm me down, like when I'm overwhelmed. And it's helped a little bit, but no, I think sleep's definitely my coping mechanism. What about you? (laughs) Well, I think my number one coping mechanism is I try to pour into other people. And it's I do a, too, but then I get more exhausted. That's what I was going to say. I get more exhausted. I get more overwhelmed and it makes things worse. But when things are hard, I try to take care of other people. And then oh, I, that I just, I totally start to shut down. And I can say that definitely like you and Marcus can speak to that more than the average person because I do. I just... I try to take care of people and then I shut down and it's like, I just pretend that nothing's happening and it's not necessarily good. Uh, but sometimes I also go into super overdrive of focusing on something else. And like the other day I was just bound and determined that I was going to make homemade dog treats. Don't ask me why that was what I chose to do, but I was like, these are going to be the best dog treats and they're going to be so cute. And whether it's like, yeah, or like I hyper focus on something. Like I hyper focus on having to get my house perfectly clean or having to do one specific Mine's cleaning thing. too. Yes. And Mine's you know what? Cleaning. I clean. That one is kind of positive. <laughs> I know. I literally, I hate messes, you guys. Like, Catherine doesn't mind having a little bit of a mess. She's pretty clean. But me, like, I freak out if my husband leaves something on the counter. It's See, not a good quality. I, I cannot deal with stuff on the counter at my own house. I don't know that- why. I'm just, like, I can't, like, or, like, when my kids' toys are everywhere, I'm, like, oh, I pick them up at least 50 times a day. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh, you're just going to do it again. Alexis, I am teaching Mac how to put his toys away right now. Only you. This is going to be the this best life be like hack his- ever. <laughs> Walk, walk button, bark button. Listen, the buttons didn't go well, but he's already learning yeah, how, that to, was weird. <laughs> how to put his toys away well. So that's what matters. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> that's going to be so oh. helpful. <laughs> my child, I wish I could teach him that. I get him put up and he just does it over. I always have Roombas going. Okay. Who do you see as your earliest positive influence in your life? I, I mean, know the answer to this. I story. was going to say, yeah, we're just going back to the fact that Beth is just an incredible human being and absolutely my mom. We've always been super close and I think she's awesome. But definitely my mom was the super early positive influence in my life. I think mine is going to be a tie for my mom and dad. My dad is the hardest worker. He's super funny. Um, 
I I definitely have my dad's personality. Like I think my dad and I are a lot of like. Um, he always jokes that I'm the sweeter version of him because I don't have a temper and stuff. And so I definitely think that. But my mom, gosh, my mom was there for everything and um all the way up until I went to college. Like I remember I got my heart broken for my first like long term boyfriend in college. And I hear a knock on my door. I hadn't been on bed in like two days. I didn't have class. I didn't skip. But um, and I opened the door. My mom's there with Taco Bell and a Halloween costume. And she's like, you're going out tonight. You're going to have fun. And I just that was my mom. Like she just always she was that lady that like would stay up late making football baskets with me. And she never missed anything. She'd bring me lunch to school almost every single day. Like just because she wanted me to have something I liked. Like she just was she's just super mom. And. I really admire that about her. And then my dad, like I said, is a super hard worker. He is funny and yeah, he's my best friend too. So I'm, I'm really glad that I had them as parents because I couldn't have picked better people to look up to. I totally agree. And I think it's funny. I think you and I both are very similar personality wise to our dads. And I think that's yeah. why I, as a little girl was a lot closer to my mom because we were very complimentary yeah. and the older I've gotten, the more, of an influence my dad has same. been on my life. Same. Literally the exact same. I think the older I've gotten, I'm like, dang, I am the spinning image of my father. Exactly. And sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. Wow, Tim Jr. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But oh. It's so fun. And those relationships are so special. And I love that we both have had such positive influences in our parents and we have such similar upbringings with our parents too and I think that's a really special thing I okay agree. is it um, uh, yay it's my turn what's the best place you've ever visited and what did you love about it you know the answer to this it's Hayden Idaho is my favorite place in the world and I think it's because I have no stress there it's literally the only place that my body feels good and I have zero anxiety I don't know how to explain it I'm super happy there I love it so much, and I hope one day that I'm going to hit the lottery and get a house there. So that's my dream. <laughs> Fills my heart about with you? joy. I feel like I can't pick it because I live here, but I do truly, truly love where I live. But I would probably say I lived in Scotland in undergrad, and I love Scotland. I've gone back several times. I, I love the Highlands. I truly love the Highlands. Like My soul is just happy there. I love the history. The experiences I've had it's so culturally wonderful it's the community is amazing there well, I love it I feel like if we're talking about that I need to be better and say like no. St. Lucia where we went on our honeymoon I love where we went on our honeymoon right which is amazing I just felt like I couldn't say Hayden because I live here so it doesn't count as a visit <laughs> that's true Oh, if you didn't have your current job, what would you be doing instead? Hmm. Great question. Listen, I, I feel like you and I are a little unique and that we both are entrepreneurs and being very entrepreneurial in our life right now. I, I think if I wasn't out on my own practicing law, I would be, <laughs> I would be a lawyer with a firm again. Uh, which I, I really did enjoy. I've had some interesting opportunities. I've done some, you know, marketing business. I think I would continue to be entrepreneurial in some way, being raised in a family business, just like you were. And whether it was would be the marketing and finance side of a family business again, or whether it would be 
you know, going back and being with the firm. I truly love being on my own. I think this is a hard question for me because I kind of just switched and went totally out on my own as a lawyer and I'm doing my own thing and being a lawyer by day, bull riding agent by night. Not really, but that made me sound a lot cooler than I am. So I, I don't know. That's such a hard question because I feel like so much of my life has led to this and there's a lot of other things I could and might do. I think I also potentially would teach and I would love to be a law professor someday, but I also, I would probably end up teaching like history and art history <laughs> if I was going on a total divergence from what I'm doing right now, because that's, that's what I love. I love writing about that, about church history, about art history and the Reformation. I would probably teach and be writing a book while I was a professor at a university. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. What about you? I'm like, I'm going to go completely opposite of what I'm doing. If I did not go to school journalism, I would probably own my own store and be like an interior designer. I love that. I can I think totally that's like, see that. I love decorating. I love like shopping and putting things together and making things. I like creating something when people don't see magic in it in the first place. That's me. Yeah, I love that. And I can totally see that in you. Okay, I get to ask, if Sage didn't like me, we're just going right on the nose, what would you do? Oh, man, this is a really hard question because you know my husband. My husband likes everyone. So I think, like, part of me would have to listen to him because Sage is, like, he just doesn't talk crap about people. He doesn't dislike people. I don't know how to explain it. Um, If we were, like, this close early on, I probably – would have like tried to talk it out and made y'all like each other. Um, yeah. It depends on like how close we were, you know, Absolutely. like when Sage and I got together, I didn't know you, but like now, like you were literally my sister. So I think that there would be something a little wrong with him. I'd be like, okay, are you a little toxic? Are you a little jealous? What's going on? <laughs> I would like have to look inwards and be like, okay, there's something wrong with you. Knowing how Sage is now, like I said, I probably would have like, I would have heard him out. But then I want to be like, listen, man, if you don't like her, you don't like me. So yeah. listen, that's exactly what I was going to say, because you were already my family when Marcus came into my life. And so I think I made it very, very clear to him that like, yeah, so Sage and Alexis are my family. So if you don't like them, like I'm going to have a lot of questions about who you are as a person. <laughs> because I love them and I know I have good taste <laughs> that sounded so bad but seriously like <laughs> I I would just be like okay well then you better get to know them because if if you're not going to get along with them like that's that's going to be an issue for me and I, so yeah I think it's funny because the opposite of the situation you described was exactly like my situation and that he came in when we were already really close and so it was very clear to him like that you were incredibly important and you're a non-negotiable in my life. And he yeah. accepted that, thank goodness, because that, I don't know, that would have been really, really hard for me. I feel like Marcus and I didn't start off on the great foot, greatest foot either. So this is kind of funny, that question. It is. <laughs> well, it's not like we like immediately liked each other. We were complete opposites and it's taken a while. 
to work. Yeah. And I feel like part of it is just that like you and I are so close that I think it was almost like overwhelming for him because you're like, you are one of my soulmates in my life. I think there's soulmates and friends and family in romantic partnerships. And so I think it's, you know, it's a lot when you're coming in and not sure of your place in it, I think. So, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Speaks to how much you and I love each other. So (laughs) true. I know. I think, too, it's so hard. Like, I'm Marcus and I have complete opposite personalities, like on every end of the spectrum. Like, I think. Yeah, I think we do. So it's like having to adapt to that, just like he's probably had to adapt with my like really outgoing personality. And like, it's been adapting for him, too. So it's been very interesting. Like. You're having to reteach yourself stuff at 30 years old. Well, it also very much is like, but so my mom and I had a conversation about the fact she's like, Catherine, you are like so worried because you care about both of them so much about forcing them to be friends that like you probably are getting in the way of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Beth. Really? <laughs> um, and she was I mean, like, that's true. I she, guess too, like Marcus wasn't like, he's never what you've went for before. So this has been like unique for me, you know, but he makes you happy. So that's literally all that matters. But like, it is so funny. Cause like it's complete opposite of what you typically want. Does yeah. And then I'm on such like a hyper, I was, you know, the first couple of times you guys were around each other, I was such on like a hyper alert of trying to like make you guys like each other that I think that that was not helpful. <laughs> It's okay. We've worked it out. But I'm like I just know ad- Marcus is the way he is. I'm the way I am. He knows that. So I think we just kind of like, okay, this is just how it is. Just let it happen. Exactly. Oh okay. My gosh. Okay. In general, are you happy? In general, absolutely. And that's, I think it's an interesting question that comes full circle from earlier because I definitely am in more of a downswing right now. And it's very much, I always think about The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my favorite books. And you have to experience the lowest of the lows to experience the highest of the highs. And at the end of the day, you know, it's about hope. And I, I truly come back to that because I think for the most part, I am a very happy person. I'm very happy with with my life, with everything in it. But there are so there are so many challenges, but part of being happy is knowing that there's always going to be challenges and accepting them, not saying like, oh, you should be smiling through your challenges because I I really don't do that. I have, feel all the feelings and I cry, but I think overall, big picture, I'm absolutely happy. What about you? Good. Yeah, I would say I am. I have days where I'm just like, oh my God. Can this day end just because it's overwhelming? But I must say I'm pretty happy. I literally have everything I can want more. Like I, I really do. And, and I, like I said, because of my husband and my child, like they literally yes. and you obviously, but like they just, it's hard not to be happy when you have someone like Steel. He is just joyous. Like he's, he radiates joy. He's truly like the happiest baby, and so. When he's like smiling at you or he like bends his head and pulls back and does a double chin and smiles, like when he's excited about something, I'm like, okay, game over. You win. I'm happy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I will say, I think we should come back 
and maybe do another podcast because we both of us have used the word overwhelm a lot and I think it would be interesting for us to talk about that but I think that's going to be a whole deep discussion (laughs) literally we're going to get better we're going to start recording weekly um coming up in December we're obviously going to record almost every day is what we're planning so I'm so excited. It's going to be wonderful. But okay. Do you have a secret talent that I don't know about? When I was younger in high school, I used to be able to talk like a Smurf. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. I just had a really, really squeaky voice and I could get really, really low, really, really quick. And it's pretty entertaining. But that's not all I have. That's not really a talent. That's just more annoying. What about you? <laughs> that is the funniest response to that question I could possibly imagine. And I love it so much. I'm really good. at I'm good at voices. My husband's really good at them, but I'm pretty good at them too. I don't think I have a single talent that is a secret from you because I think you have heard about all of them because you have yes. spent so much time <laughs> with my parents too that like you've heard about the time I played Louis Armstrong in a play. Like I can do Louis Armstrong voice. You know, that was what I was thinking yep. of when you were saying the Smurf voice. So I feel like I don't have anything that's a secret from you. Um, it might be a secret for my listeners, but it's not because I mean it to be. I'm just trying to think of any secret talents that Alexis might not know about me. Um, I maybe think, I think I know literally everything. I'm super, super good. This is super weird. I don't know if this is a talent, but this is from what I did in school. I am incredible. I like I can go into a church and I can read all the church architecture, all of the iconography like in glass windows and which I guess is a talent because a lot of people can't do that (laughs) but it's true I can't wait to take you to Santa Fe I cannot wait I'm so excited the churches there are immaculate okay what makes your life feel purposeful I feel like we've went over this like 50 times like totally gone over this we're we're both all about helping people okay what do you most look forward to doing with me in the future I would say continuing like to live our lives together, but I really look forward to the time when we can be closer in proximity to get to do more of every every day together. Because I think the friendship that we have is such a blessing and is so unique. So to be able to do more of everyday life in close proximity, and I really hope and pray that we will have the opportunity you know, years down the road to be in the same place with kids and just getting to support each other and love, love each other's kids through life. Because I, one of the absolute greatest honors of my life is you and Sage choosing me to be Steele's godmother. And I take it so seriously and want to have the opportunity to continue to be so involved in his life. And there aren't better people I can imagine to be involved in my future kids life than you and Sage and have the two of you for them to look up to. So that, that would be the biggest thing to continue to walk through life and deepen the walk through life to where it positively impacts the, the people that, that I love by how wonderful you two are. I agree with that. That's literally probably what I'd say too. Hopefully next summer. Yes. Yes. We are going to manifest this. So we are going to make this happen. Yes. We are going to find a house up there that I love and that Sage loves and it's going to happen. And then we'll just live in the summer up there, live in the winter down here. 
Okay, yeah. so I I know my answer to the next question, but what would your dream Ooh, vacation with me look like? <laughs> Europe, baby. Let's go. Two weeks, Europe. Let's go visit all of our favorite places. Let's go to every history part of it because we're both history nerds. Um, let's spend one night in like a really ritzy hotel. The, the other night's going to be like just average hotels. But yeah, I would say Europe. I also I, look forward to taking you to to New York, though. I really I was going to say my full dream trip would be like go to New York for a couple of days and then go to Paris from there and then do our European trip. Yes. From there. <laughs> like if we had unlimited money. Like unlimited that, that, money, dream, unlimited right? time. <laughs> yep, literally. We've got plans. Yeah, I would say that. We got big plans. Okay, how can I better show my appreciation for our friendship? That is such a tough question because I feel like you and I definitely make an effort to tell each other that we care about each other and we appreciate each other. Yeah. I, I really can't. I, agree. I can't think of anything off the top of my head because I feel like you and I show up for each other in in ways that show appreciation more than just the standard like, oh, I appreciate you ever could show. I don't disagree. Yeah, I agree with that. The next one is hilarious. Have you ever kept anything from me? If so, why? Yes. What have you, you know kept from me that hasn't come out? I'm not going to say it. Yeah, but I was going to say, well, I, know what it, I know what it is, so it came out. That's what I was going to say. You and I, it always comes out. I know. I, like, literally just let it fester for, like, a week, and then finally I'm, like, just send her a long text, and I'm like, why are we texting all this? That's why I was like. <laughs> It'll I be, th- like, three in the morning. My husband so, will be like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I feel like we have kept stuff from each other for shorter periods of time, but we always end up talking about That's- it. Yeah, I feel like we're those people, though, that we know if, like, it's hurting one of us that we need to just talk about it. So, speaking yeah. of which, how are you handling Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Okay, listen, I'm just that, like, I love Taylor Swift. I love her music. I am not sure that she's going to be nice enough to him, and it, like, breaks my heart. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm, I'm like, laughing at myself saying either. that. But, like, I just love, like, I love, like, Jason Kelsey love him so much cracks me up so much if you haven't seen the the reel where it's like jason got us won a super bowl so travis had to win a super bowl jason got a swift you know one of his teammates so travis had to get a swift i laughed so hard at that but i okay so the thing is both of them are the total opposite of who each one has ever dated before which could be positive my concern this is so ridiculous that I'm this invested in this. My concern it's is that. everywhere. How can you not be that making us be invested? It, it totally is. Like my Instagram, I don't even want to see it anymore. And all it is is full of that. Same. But my concern, I guess, if you listen to her music, the way that I have listened to her music and you understand and you see all the warning flags of like, she admits a lot of the reasons why she and Joe broke up. She's like, he's, you know, he's really nice. Like he was sunshine. I was midnight rain. Like he wanted to marry me and I was kind of a jerk. Like she is not nice to the guys she dates from, from her music. And I'm not saying that from tabloids I'm saying from, and, and you know what? Good for her for taking accountability in her music. But that is what kind of concerns me. And who knows? But I just feel like she's the one who writes her music. So that's probably more accurate than any tabloid. Right? 
Yeah, I feel like too. This sounds so bad, but for some reason, I get Mean Girl vibes from her, and yeah. I don't know why. Like because I her her music. I don't get me wrong, guys. She is wildly talented. I know this is gonna make so many people mad by me saying this, but I just feel like something about her. I'm just getting. I don't know. Mean girl I, vibes. I I agree, and I just. I don't know. And maybe they'll be really good for each other. I think it's funny because I literally am looking at a T Swift. One of my best college friends asked me to be her bridesmaid with a T Swift uh, friendship bracelet, which is adorable and I love it. And I love Taylor Swift. Like, I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, I analyze lyrics. Um, but yeah. And I, so super weird. Her brother went to Notre Dame for like a year while I was there. <laughs> He was not a very nice kid. Of course kid. he did. He was not. He like, wasn't? He was friends with some of the girls that I lived with, some of the younger girls. And he went, like, one of them took him to our formal, our hall formal for Baden. And he, like, got drunk and ditched her and was trying to hit on her friends. And, listen, people grow up from college. I am not saying this is what he's like now. But I just was not impressed with him when we were in college. But listen we already talked about like sage grew up a lot as a person from the time that you guys first met he could have grown up a lot as a person i don't know but i just i i kind of i always want to see the best in people but i am not going to disagree with what you said about the mean girl vibes yeah and that's not taking away from her talent her skill anything like that yeah okay anyways i'm gonna skip a few because I really want to know the answer to this one. Because we deep dived into Taylor what? Swift, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, because I got I was way off topic. My bad. Okay, what does love mean to you? Okay, yeah, we've totally answered the other ones, by the way. I skimmed them, folks. Yeah. Love is very so much. So what does love? Love is very much to me the prioritization of a relationship and someone else over your own self-interest. I think that's what it comes down to. It very much comes down to, you know, the the biblical definition that we've all heard at 7,000 weddings with it being, you know, patient and kind and not self-seeking is a huge part of it. True love, whether it's friendships, family, a significant other, Yes, everything ebbs and flows. Don't get me wrong. But love is ultimately putting not just the welfare of the other person, but the welfare of the relationship above yourself. Okay. That's That would be my, my ultimate boil it down to a Sparknotes version of, of love. And when it's reciprocal, it's super positive for everyone. Okay. I think that my version of love to me, like the greatest part of love is safety. And I know that sounds like out there, but Sage is my safe place. It doesn't matter where we're at, what we're doing. I can look at him and I just feel safe, like being in his presence. And I'm kind of the opposite of you. Like, yes, love requires a little bit of sacrifice, but it's almost like loving someone and meeting them where they are is what I've learned in my relationship. Like, and our vows, like I put in there, like I promise not to change you. I promise not to expect things of you. 
But like, yes, you can expect. Don't get me wrong. I do think you need to expect parts of your husband and they have expectations for you as well because I think it holds you accountable. But for me, love is just safety and love is having Christ in the center of your marriage or your relationship and being very open about that. I really do believe in the umbrella. You see it all the time. It says God, husband, wife, children. Like I do believe in that. So, um, yeah, I just think that safety and like keeping Christ in the center of it has been what's been so healthy for our relationship. I totally agree. And I don't, that's not opposite to me in any way, shape or form. Like that's nurturing the relationship. Right. So yeah, I, I feel like that is just, again, and I think both of us talked about how love to both of us is very much focusing on the positive and by that I mean like a Christ-centric relationship and looking yeah. at how how that example impacts love I guess is the best I feel like we're both saying the same thing in different ways in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah agreed I think we just made that way too hard I no, but it was good I think we explained it in like very similar but different ways and I think it was really an interesting exercise yeah. So, would you ever want to be famous? And if so, in what way? You know, when I was little, I thought that fame was like the end-all be-all. And now that I'm older, I'm like, I just, I really don't care about that. <laughs> like, I know it sounds weird. I just, I made that viral video that went very viral. And I saw the nasty side of people when you get any sort of attention. And I wouldn't, I don't know that I want that again. And like I'm I saw gonna, the worst of people. I'm going to throw this out there, y'all. It is. It was so bad. Um, Alexis and I have talked about this. I have seen some of the comments, everything. And it just, yeah, it, it was so bad. She's kind of saying, oh, yeah, it was bad. Like, no, it was so bad. And I, I was thinking, like, it is interesting to ask you that question because of that context. And yeah. because, I mean, not just that, but in a lot of ways, I think you have had, I don't know if you want to call it fame, whatever, but recognition from a lot of the different things that you've done. And I think that while there are, are positives, the way the actual, the actual fame is what, is the, what I personally struggle with. And I'm going to take this in such a weird direction right now, but <laughs> I just saw because all of Instagram will only show me Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift was doing this interview and she's like, I really struggle with trying to figure out me being a person. She's like, I feel like yeah. I'm not a person anymore because of my fame. And I thought that's really weird. Like that's a really interesting way to analyze it and I think that's the only way to explain how going back to the viral video of how people treated you they weren't looking at you as an actual person they were looking at you as a target or as an ideal or as a spokesman yeah. for something and that's why I totally agree I, I, I don't think fame is the priority I think both of us feel like service to humanity yeah. is the goal. 
Which, you know, it's just weird is like when you are famous, more opportunities come at you, which gives you more opportunities for more money, which gives you more opportunities to be in rooms where you can help people. So like there are some good things that come from fame. Like I would love to be able to have millions of dollars just to donate to charity. Like that would be right. awesome. But I don't want the notoriety or the attention from it. So exactly. for me, like, I don't know. I just feel like they do have great opportunities. I would love a jet. That'd be awesome. But <laughs> I'm not going to be greedy. And I'm just going to say, like, I do get a lot of attention from stuff. And I don't know, since becoming a mom, I just, I really just care what he thinks. I care what my friends think. I care what my family thinks. And at the end of the day, if they think I'm a good person, then I'm happy. That's what I was going to say. I care so much more about being a good person. And that's, yeah, that's totally what it comes down to. And more, more than fame. Like if, if I am going to be famous, I hope it's for helping people and being a positive contributor to society. You know, I would, I'd rather be famous for like being a Supreme Court justice than being a celebrity or anything like that. So, yeah. I'd rather be famous for being the random girl. I read a story the other day about this guy that won the lottery and like just donated it all. <laughs> like that would be imagine giving so little that or not giving so little. But honestly, like not giving like, essentially not giving a crap where you're just like, you know what, I'm happy with my life. I don't need anything else. So I'm gonna give it all away. Like imagine being that person. I know. That would be incredible. What an incredible opportunity to to do good in the world yeah agreed absolutely i think that's all we have those are all We're of our start questions putting these out weekly i'm so excited We're gonna start putting these out weekly you guys and i want you guys to write us and tell us things you want us to cover it can be anything get random get weird yeah get weird we love it i do think we should touch on overwhelm at some point because that's something that just kept kept coming up in this conversation rearing its ugly head and I you tell us but I feel like that's something that a lot of our listeners probably deal with as well so we'll touch on that at some point but send us questions send us ideas we can't wait to be back in your lives on your radios having conversations with you in the car whatever it is we're happy to be back we're excited yeah <laughs> I hope everybody has a blessed week um let's just wrap it up um yeah I think that that's about it Woohoo! We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you rate and review, we will love you even more. 